we thank you. God, we thank you that you are great, that you are greater than any circumstance that we find ourselves in, that you are greater than any global experience that we are going through. God, we know that you are sovereign, that you are on your throne and that no matter how things look to us, God, that that will always be the case, that you are infinite, that you are eternal, that you are above everything in ways that we still can't even possibly imagine. God, we thank you for the confidence that brings to our life, for the way that that changes everything for us and for the way that we can use that to affect those around us. God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for uh, reaching down to pull us up. And God, we thank you that you never leave us or forsake us. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. Do you want me to stand here or down there? I'm up here now. Anyway, um, so yeah, a special welcome to everyone in the building here. We have a few and uh, welcome to you if you are joining online as well. i uh, just like to say that we are allowed to have 20 here and we do offer every week for a few places to be opened up. So if you are keen on coming, everyone's being very gracious and saying, I'll leave that for somebody else, which is great. But if you'd like to be in the building, um, it is a bit special being here and um, being part of the crew. We would love to have you join us. Um, so again, I said like, there's a few places that are available. So either use the link when it comes out or um, just check in with us at the office and we can uh, register you for the um, service. Great. Don't miss out. You could be here. Um, while I'm talking to you, you can be filling out the online cards that are coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, just make it, make use of those as they pop up um, and communicate anything you want to us uh, using those cards. So you might want to uh, communicate with the leadership about something or you might, it, maybe it's your first time here and you want to connect with us. So yeah, just use those cards when they pop up. Um, while I'm talking to you also, you can be checking in using the Church Centre app. Um, if you don't know how to do that, at least make a comment in the, the chat online. So particularly if you're on Facebook or YouTube and you are casting to your TV or whatever you do, um, at least say something in the chat so that we know that you're watching. That would be really helpful to us. Uh, one thing to mention uh, from your newsletter is that Fast Alpha is starting tonight. This is a SBC construct, so this is something we're choosing to do with the Alpha material. Um, so we do have a few spots left in that uh, for tonight. So if you haven't done Alpha before, if you've done old Alpha and you think it's uh, irrelevant, um, anything like that, please uh, let me know and we can register you for the Fast Alpha tonight. We're going to go through this course really fast in six weeks. It normally takes about 12. Um, but we want to give you an overview of the Alpha material and know that you can be confident about inviting your friends when we do Real Alpha next year. So um, I've got about three spots uh, left for tonight. So if you'd like to join in, let me know ASAP and we can get that happening for you. Um, also, in this coming week, the kids' ministries will start back up, so probably small groups will start back up too, but you'll know about that um, from your small group leader. Um, uh, youth is starting again um, on Friday night, which is great. So uh, make sure that if you're normally involved with all of those things that you know what's happening this week and, uh, yeah, get ready to start again. Um, 
I don't know what your week has been like. Mine has been a week of contrasts, I'd have to say. There are some great things that happened um, this week, um, answers to prayer and that sort of thing is great. Um, but it's also been a week of uh, horridness, I'd say. It's been hard and horrid. Um, and I hope next week it's not as horrid as this week has been in some ways. But um, uh, Wednesday was horrid for me. Um, and uh, after a whole day of feeling... Mm. I don't know, ineffective, I guess. It, I felt like my arms and legs wouldn't move at one stage on Wednesday. I was so like um, taken with what was happening. But um, after a whole day of that, I was exhausted. And um, Thursday morning, I said to my husband, it's okay, I'm back, my head is back on straight. And he said, you know you don't have to do that, right? And I said, I need to do it for me. I don't know how people live this way, like... Um, I needed to get my head back in um, God's promises and uh, start leaning on him again and not trying to fix everything myself. And I just found it completely exhausting. So um, spare a thought for those people who don't know God, who live like that all the time. I mean, how terrible. Um, and draw your friends into this relationship with, with Jesus so that their life can be different. I had like two opposite days, Wednesday to Thursday, was extraordinary, the difference once I'd got my head back into uh, where it should have been on God and not on the circumstance. So I just encourage you with that. And then um, this morning in my devotion, this is uh, part of what I read. It's in Philippians 4. Uh, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And there's, there's so much just in that small bit of scripture. There's some things that we must do. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, rejoice and keeping our minds fixed on the things of God. There, there are some things that we need to do. There's, there's a relationship here. And as we do those things, the promises of God are ours, that we, that we will be um, kept in perfect peace and that we don't need to be anxious about anything. So I just encourage you, um, don't know what last week was like for you and I don't know what the week ahead um, holds for you, um, but keep in relationship with God. Keep doing the things that you can do. Keep it's a choice. Uh, you can choose to not just dwell on things or you can choose to keep your mind on Jesus where it belongs and, and let the peace of God um, infiltrate everything about your situation and in your life. So um, just bearing all that in mind, let's stand together and pray and then we'll continue to worship. God, we thank you so much. We thank you for being the God of our life, for being Lord of everything. And God, as we uh, continue to live our lives in relationship with you, God, I thank you for the difference that that makes. God, as we draw close to you, your word promises that you will draw close to us. And um, this week, as we look ahead at, at things uh, that are coming up for us and situations, God, I pray that you, that you help us to, um, to be in that relationship with you, to be reasonable and to have our reasonableness known by those around us. God, I pray that we, uh, as we do that, we can continue to be a light in the lives of people around us. God, that we can continue to be different, that we can continue to be loving and peaceful and light. 
God, we thank you for your sacrifice, which makes every difference to us. And God, we thank you that we know that we don't do any of this by ourselves. God, we thank you for just the way that you continue to chase after us, to hunt us down, uh, to bring us back into that relationship with you and for the way that you continue to pour your love into our lives. God, we thank you for everything that you've ever done for us and everything that you are in Jesus' precious name. God, we praise you this morning. God, we lift our voices, we lift our hearts, we lift our faith. God, we choose to praise you. God, when we feel like praising you, and when we don't feel like it, God, we choose to praise you nonetheless. God, we thank you that you are God of all creation. You're God of the known, of the unknown. God, you see the beginning of our life, you see the end of it. You see all the days in between, and God, you love us in this moment. And God, I pray that we would keep our eyes firmly fixed on you. That we would keep looking to you. When we don't know what tomorrow will bring, that we will lift our eyes to the one who does. God, you are the author, the perfecter of our faith, and we can trust you in every season, in every situation. God, you've never failed and you're not about to start now. And so, God, we choose to put our trust in you again this morning. We choose to lift our eyes towards you again this morning. And, God, we just pray that you would have your way. We pray that you would speak to us this morning through your word, that you would unite us around the cause of the gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please grab your couch, your seat, your bed, wherever you are. I saw that, um, I think it's the Wasermans are driving home from their holiday. Good morning, Wasermans. And they're listening to church online. How good is that? You can go to church in your car. How times have changed. It's good. It's good. Um, and I hope that you've had a great school holidays for those that are at home with their kids. I mean, it just feels like an endless school holidays at the moment, but um, apparently it's finishing today and school is back somewhat tomorrow. So um, let's continue to pray for all our parents, especially those that are in a tricky situation where they've got um, different kids on different days and juggling a whole lot of different stuff. Um, there's a lot of stress and, and things around that sort of um, zone. So keep praying for our parents and our kids especially um, as they navigate this next term and, and what it looks like for them. Um, and of course, we lost an hour's sleep last night. Um, and again, for those parents at home, um, it means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Um, whether you gain or lose, it feels like you're always losing. But... <laughs> I mean, losing sleep, that is, and not just, not, I mean, life's not that bad, it's great. It's just great with no sleep. Um, fantastic. Well, this morning, um, I want to um, share something from um, God's Word, again, like we do every week, and, and if you were with us last Sunday, um, and if you, if you weren't with us last Sunday, I encourage you to listen to the message last Sunday, because I want to um, try to do a part two of it, and you might be thinking, Brad, just, you've said enough, stop. Um, I have to say that I've, out of all the messages I've ever preached at this church, 
I've never had so much feedback from a message as I did last Sunday. Um, and I've preached on like end times, I've preached on hell, I've preached on spiritual gifts, I've preached on a lot of different things that you might think um, would be more controversial. Um, and I've had so many phone calls, emails, meetings, texts um, through the week from different people with different um, points of view and, uh, and all like really good conversations. At no point was there any sort of negative or, um, you know, arguing or anything like that. It's just, we have such a great church that is so good at um, having good, healthy conversations and, um, and I really am privileged to be able to have so many different conversations with different people and, um, and if you've got thoughts about anything that I've said so far, not just last week, ever, about anything, then my door inbox is always open phone is always on, but I might not always answer it, um, depends what time of day you call, but you get the point, I'm uh, more than happy to have a conversation. And, and last week we talked about uh, the current situation we find ourselves in with, um, with COVID, with um, the, the roadmap out of um, or the next, I don't know if we're getting out of it ever, but whatever it is, the down the road, uh, we've been given is the, is the roadmap to how we can operate at least as a church for the next little while, and um, and part of those um, part of those steps are changing the way we um, let people in or, or have people in the building um, at church, and, and it's to do with vaccinations and um, and numbers and densities, and it's it's tricky and, and it's sort of getting trickier and trickier as we as we go forward, and and. And last week I, I talked about three big ideas and I just want to recap on them and then jump into um, something I think is probably more important, or maybe not more important, but hopefully, um, yeah, it's going to be good. Let me just put it that way. Um, so last week we talked about the idea of honour and submission and how through the Bible we see this constant theme of, of giving honour to those in authority over us. And honour doesn't always mean um, trust, Honour doesn't always mean um, just following whatever the person who is in a position of authority over us says, but it is a, 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 an attitude of our heart. And we saw, like, um, and we talked about David and Saul and how Saul was trying to kill David, and David had this sense of honour for Saul, even though Saul was not acting, acting honourably. Um, and there is a, a tension that we as Christians are called to live with where we are called to honour even when people are not acting honourably. Uh, through the Bible, we're told to honour our mother and father, and for some of us, that's a really easy thing to do because they are honourable people. But for some of us, that's less than easy to do because they're not honouring honourable people. But the same thing applies where we are called to honour those in authority over us. And it comes from our heart. Um, it comes from our heart. We're called to honour each other, not just those in authority, but it says, let, let us give honour to one another. So honour doesn't always mean trust, but it means honour. And when we honour, we're actually putting our trust in God. Honour uh, for those around us, for those in authority over us, is actually a, a trust in God. And so uh, for me, at least, in, in my decision-making going forward, honour and submission to those in authority over me has been a big part of how I make my decisions. Is because uh, we are called to do this. And Romans 13 talks about that and, and many other verses as well, um, but just a, an attitude of the heart is that make sure that we speak honourably of people, make sure that we speak well of people, uh, that we build up. 
So honor of submission. The other um, thing we talked about was love for another. Love for another. In Philippians 2, verse 3 to 4, read this verse again, says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should not look only to his own interest, but rather to the interests of others. And again, my journey was framed by this big idea that um, love for one another um, will drive me to make certain decisions. And if I was just thinking about myself and what's right for me and, not, and I didn't care about anybody else, then I would arrive at different decisions. But uh, we are called to have love for another. And not everyone is going to come to the same conclusion and conclusions as me. But we should all frame our decisions on the basis of love, that we should love one another in the decisions that we make whether it's in regards to, to COVID or whether it's in regards to anything in this life, that we should think about how can we love others best? How can I show and demonstrate love by the decisions I make in life? And then the third idea that we talked about was having faith over fear, that we can be confident in an unknown future. One of my favourite passages in the Bible is um, in Matthew 6, where Jesus talks about, don't worry about tomorrow. Look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers of the field. They don't, they don't worry about tomorrow. They're not anxious about where their sun is going to come or where the food's going to be available. But they just live each day to its fullest. And God says, live in the same way. Just live in what God has for you today. Don't worry about the future. Because God knows the future. He can worry about that. You worry about trusting Him. You worry about um, what today is going to hold. God looks after His creation. Don't get anxious for tomorrow. We can't know what tomorrow will bring, but we do know who holds the future. Jesus holds the future and Jesus holds us. And so we are safe in his care. No matter what tomorrow brings, no matter what the future holds, we are safe in his care. And so we don't need to live with fear over what the next month, two months, year, 10 years is going to bring because we know that God is already there. God is sovereign over his creation and we can trust him even when we don't know what will happen. So that's a, a little nutshell of what we talked about last week. And, um, and this morning I want to, uh, I suppose, especially I, I, I talked about Romans 13 a bit, and I want to sort of journey through Romans a little bit more, um, the rest of Romans 13 and a little bit of Romans 14, because I think it, it helps us sort of put these, this tension of when um, we... Uh, told to do things or told to live in certain ways by those in authority over us and, and we feel uneasy about it or it doesn't sit well with us how we respond and how we respond to each other. Um, and so let's have a look at some of these ideas in Romans. And we could spend a whole year studying Romans and I'm not going to do that. We're not starting, but we're just going to have a look at a few verses. And in Romans 13, verses 8 to 10, it says this, Don't, Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and any other commandment are summed up by this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. So what's more important than anything else is this idea of love. That you love like God first loved you. And when you love one another the way that God has loved you, and when you love one another in the, the fullness of 
way God has called us to love, then it will lead you to make the right decisions. All the commandments in the Bible are based on this idea that um, this is the best way to love one another. If you don't, you don't steal from another person because it's unloving to steal something from another person. You don't commit adultery because it's unloving to commit adultery. You don't murder... I don't think I need to say too much about that one, but it's all summed up by this idea that we love each other. Love does no wrong to a neighbour. And so any decision, any, uh, any step that we take in life is framed by this idea, how can I love my neighbour? How can I love those around me? Then in Romans 14, it, it moves from this idea of making decisions based on love for one another to making decisions based on faith. And we're not going to, we can't read all of Romans 14, but I encourage you to do so. But I want to read a couple of verses in Romans 14, 2 and 3. It says, One person believes he may eat anything, while the one who is weak eats only vegetables. Won't make any, uh, any words about that. But, um, one who eats must not look down on the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat must judge the one who does, because God has accepted him. Must not judge the one who does, because God has accepted him. In verse 5, one person judges one day to be more important than another day. Someone else judges every day to be the same. Let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. And so here Paul is saying, don't get caught up in these decisions in life which are not of eternal significance. Don't get caught up in what you should eat or uh, what someone else should eat. Don't get caught up in what day is more important or should we have church on a Sunday or a Saturday or a Friday or a Wednesday? Don't get caught up on that. Let each person make up their own mind and be fully convinced out of the motivations of their own heart. When it comes to these greyer areas, our God-given conscience, along with the Holy Spirit, is essential in determining our steps of faith. So what is right for you is not right for everyone. And what is wrong for you is not wrong for everyone. For example, for, for some of us, and I know people like this, for, for some of you, you have a conviction on never drinking alcohol. And for others, they don't have the same conviction. Or for some of you, have a con- conviction on wearing certain types of clothing. And for others, it's going to be different. Or for others, you've got a conviction on how much time you'll spend in the Bible or... or um, what school you might send your kids to or uh, what preachers you'll listen to or or whatever it is, you'll have convictions around certain things in, in certain areas of life and you'll feel very strongly about these things because they are your convictions. They are uh, made from your God-given conscience with the leading of the Holy Spirit. But we can't let our convictions be everyone's convictions because why? Because it doesn't promote unity. It promotes division. I've let you know my journey, not so that you'll have exactly the same journey, but so that you'll use the same biblical framework in your decision-making going forward. My decision-making grid is not the same as this world's decision-making grid. It can't be. Because why? Because I have eternity in mind. And hopefully you do as well. In, in all your decisions, you've got eternity in mind. Your eternity and those around you. Paul also says around this idea of conscience, of 
the decisions that you come to, the convictions that you come to, that they can be wrong as well. In 1 Corinthians 4 verse 4, he says, For I'm not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Here Paul is saying, I've come to some conclusions, I've come to convictions, my conscience has led me down to this road, but it doesn't mean that I'm right. It doesn't mean that I could be not wrong. It's ultimately God who judges. It's ultimately God who has the, the right and the wrong completely figured out. We, in our sinful nature, don't. And so whatever convictions you have in life, you've got to hold them with an open hand and surrender to God, saying, God, this is where I'm at at the moment. But if you're leading me down a different road, please let me know. Holy Spirit, please teach me. Guide me in all truth. So whatever your conviction is, by all means, share it, but don't prescribe it to others. So what should we prescribe, if not our convictions? We should prescribe love for each other. Love and unity, loving your neighbour as yourself. John 13, verse uh, 34 to 35, I give you a new command, this is Jesus speaking, love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, by this love for each other, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is such a great promise, such a great promise that everyone will see Jesus, everyone will see that you are following Jesus by the love that you have for each other. One thing that I have loved uh, over these last seven days is the conversations that I've had with so many different people. They've been full of love. There have been some disagreements in convictions of where people have come to in their own stance on different um, areas of life. But the conversations have been full of love. Disagreements, but full of love. Further on in Romans 14, it says this, towards the end of the last four verses of Romans 14. So then, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds one another, builds up one another. Do not tear down God's work because of food. Everything is clean, but it is wrong to make someone fall by what he eats. It is a good thing not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that makes your brother or sister stumble. Whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats, because he, he is eating is not from faith, and everything that is not from faith is sin. There is a lot to unpack in here, and we don't have time to unpack it all, but let me just pull out a couple of quick points. And that first verse in verse 19, let us pursue what promotes peace and what builds up one another. Pursue what promotes peace and what builds up. This idea of promoting peace is talking about this idea of harmony, of peace between individuals. It carries this sense of security, safety, oneness. Of all people, Christians should be people that are safe people. There is a sense of security when you go and speak to another Christian, that you are not going to feel threatened, but instead you're going to feel like this is a safe person, where I can be honest, where I can be vulnerable, 
where I can say what's on my heart, where I can say what's on my mind. Are you someone who's a safe person? Do people feel like they can be completely honest with you, share their vulnerabilities, their fears, their feelings, their convictions? Are you someone who promotes harmony, promotes security? Are you someone that builds up one another, promoting peace and building up, promoting Christian growth is what this idea carries, pointing towards Jesus and his word, pointing to Jesus first, promoting this idea of promoting and building up one another carries this idea of happiness and wisdom, promoting happiness and promoting wisdom. Then verse 20, Paul goes on to say, do not tear down God's work. Don't make temporary things into eternal things, because they aren't. One thing I know about COVID, and there's not many things I know about COVID, but one thing I do know about COVID is it won't be in heaven. One thing I know about vaccines is they won't be in heaven. And so let's not make temporary things eternal things. You can have strong feelings about all these things, and some of us have very strong convictions and very strong feelings, but know that these, these feelings won't last eternity. One day you will not think of them ever again, and won't that be a good day? So let's, as Christians, keep fighting for eternal things. Let's make sure our fight for eternal things is much bigger than our fight for temporary things. And then Paul finishes Romans 14 and says this big idea. Everything that's not from faith is sin. And so this is the trademark of Christianity, living by faith. Even when we can't see it, we walk it. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith, not by sight. Our characteristics, what defines us, what showcases Christianity is this idea of love for another, and a lifestyle of faith. We love and we believe. And so what do we do when we don't agree? When there are things, and it's not just like little insignificant things like what colour carpet we should have in the church or what song we should sing, but really big things. What do we do when we don't agree? In Galatians 3, verse 27 to 29, it says this, For those of you who were baptised into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. When we don't agree, first we remember whose we are, that we belong to Jesus that he paid the ultimate price for you and for me and we are to do what he asks of us. When we are divided on something, we can easily fall into the trap of standing our ground, making sure that we are the loudest voice, that we are right and that people know that we're right, that we win the argument. But first we need to remember that we don't belong to ourselves, that we were bought with a price, that we belong to Jesus. And second, we remember the promise and the purpose. The promise of heaven and the promise of salvation. And the purpose of reaching people with this good news. We don't have to put all our differences aside 
but we can lower the weight of them and we can remind ourselves and each other of the King, of Jesus and his plan. That we don't let these secondary things that that aren't eternal stop us in our primary purpose, which is loving each other and promoting the gospel. When we keep elevating Jesus, when we keep looking to him and his purpose and his plan for us, there's that beautiful line in an old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of earth will grow strangely dim. When we keep looking to him, I know this has been true of me, when I keep looking to him, when I keep looking to his, to his word, the things of this world, the things that in our current season, our current culture, just lower in their significance on my life. They just don't matter as much. And so the next time you find yourself getting frustrated maybe at another Christian or another person, because they think differently to you. Remind yourself first of King Jesus and the promise that he has for both of you and the purpose that he has for both of you. And promote peace. Promote building up one another. And I want to encourage us to continue to be a church that fights for unity through a lifestyle of love and faith. That no matter what, the next weeks and months hold for us. But we will stay united around the gospel. We will stay united around a fierce love for one another and a fierce determination of reaching others with the good news. One of the great things over the last few months has been, in fact, 18 months, has been just about every single week we are seeing new people connect with our online service or in the building. It's amazing the, the way that God is using the ministries. God is using this church at the moment to reach people with the gospel. And that has to continue to be our focus, is that there are people that are desperate to know some good news, desperate to have some peace, desperate to have some, some security in their future. And we have these answers. We have what ultimately people are looking for. And so let's keep fighting for that. Let's keep fighting to promote the gospel, to promote the good news, to love each other as best we can, to use words that build up, words that promote peace, and to keep taking steps of faith, even when we don't know what the future holds. I want us to to encourage you to keep having these loving conversations with each other, because I know there's so many different conversations going on. And in your love for each other, think of ways that you can promote peace and to build one another up and to keep taking steps of faith. I'm going to pray. Lord God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that when there are things in life that we don't know what the answers are, God, you give us directions, you give us your word, which contains life. And God, we can take steps of faith and we can follow your spirit every step of the way. God, even when we don't know what the future holds, we know that you do. And we know that we can trust you. And God, we thank you for this church. We thank you for the people that call Sail Baptist home. And and God, we pray that we would continue to love each other so well. God, that we would stay united around the gospel. And God, that our love for one another would be a light to the community. God, that people would see the love that you have for us through our love for each other. People would see the hope that you give us through the peace that we carry. 
And God, we pray for our community. We pray for those that don't know you yet. God, that are in desperate need of some good news. And God, we pray that we might be the carriers of that good news. God, for people that are watching now, listening to this message, God, and that don't yet know you, God, I pray that your Holy Spirit might work in their hearts today and draw them into a saving relationship with you. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for um, this next term. We pray especially for our, uh, our kids, um, for those that are going back to school in some capacity over the next term. God, we pray that you would give them a sense of peace in an uncertain time. God, that you would guard their, their minds and their hearts. And God, we pray for our government. We pray for those leading us. And God, we pray that you would continue to give them wisdom. God, we pray that you would continue to help them to look for, at the best interests of the community. And God, that you would bring a sense of um, unity across our community in every way. God, we love you and we, we want to serve you and we want to honour you well. We trust you in everything. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you so much for joining us again this week and I uh, hope that you'll join us again next Sunday online or if you want to be in a part of the, the building, get in touch and we'll, we'll get you here. Have a great week.